for feeding my dog Sassy, which we all know and love. For those who work tirelessly in my yard, cleaning my house, the outside of my house, they do go in. Um, the yards and pressure washed. Um, that was just a blessing to come home and see a banner on my home. Um, paying my bills, and when I say paying my bills, not just me leaving a check. I mean, when I got home, my electric bill had been paid. And my water bill for that month had been paid. So when I received my bills, there was no bill. It was paid. And I knew I hadn't done it. So whoever did that, thank you from the bottom of my heart. For all the ones who helped with the spaghetti and any kind of fundraising that we did, I thank you. Isaiah 6, 8, the voice of the Lord says, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and tell the people. Uganda is my heart. It is Africa has been just a part of my life for as long as I know. I always knew I wanted to go to Africa. And y'all heard this part of the story last year, but Africa is part of me. And Uganda is there now and I can't let it go. Um, I have friends there that will be lifelong life friends, just like I have friends that will be lifelong friends here. Um, one night, I was playing a game with Milligan and Aiden, and it was a word game, and I don't know what it was, but it had this word that we had to, something with definitions, and the word was overwhelmed. And the definition for overwhelmed in this word game was exhaustive, which going to Uganda, getting on a plane ride for, by the time I left Atlanta, so took three hours plus to get to Atlanta, by the time I got to my hotel room, it was 20 three hours. So I was exhausted. Breathtaking. You can think of Uganda being a poor country full of poverty and sickness and death, but it's some of the most beautiful country you'll ever take. It is truly breathtaking. When I say breathtaking, even the child's faces are breathtaking. I mean, you just fall in love. And um, the last part of it was monumental. This is part of my life that will be everlasting. God has placed this desire in me, and I treasure it. I don't want to forget it. I'm glad I've been able to wait two months to talk about it because it's just kept it fresh. And I just pray that I don't ever lose what I feel for this country and for these people. And y'all, we live here. We are a blessed, blessed country, and I am proud to be an American. Um, but I would be just as proud to be in Uganda because it's the same people God made us all. And if I get the opportunity to move to Uganda one day, I will thank God for that. I may live in a grass hut and um, I'll drink dirty water, but I will be there. And um, I just know that it'll be great. But the women's ministry that you guys helped me um, come to pass, what had happened is I wanted to stay a little bit longer in Uganda. I didn't have much time because I was already putting a big strain on my boss, as it was, for leaving for two weeks, much less wanting to stay longer. So we worked it out to where I was able to at least stay three days. So I called one of the orphanages, what can I do to stay? And so we, um, she said, well, there's this women's ministry that we want to get started. And these moms that have no way to support their families, their children, um, because once you're in the seventh grade, if you don't go to secondary school, or if you've had a child, you're not allowed to go to school anymore, so you're done. Um, and if you don't have a skill 
then you're left to be done. And I'm, sadly enough, a lot of the women, which I've learned more about this trip since I've been back, the women were less turned to prostitution, which is something that just tears at my heart more than you can imagine, because in their eyes, they feel that that's their only hope. Um, but we had 29 women that we started this ministry with. So within the church, we raised $5,100. We were able to go and buy sewing machines, material, food. Um, we got stuff to make the beads. And I encourage all of y'all to look. And there's even, and I did not tell a lie, but I did smuggle a cake back from Uganda. But the customs did not ask me if I had a cake in my suitcase, so. <laughs> They wanted this church that had helped raise this money to enjoy what they had done. So it's been in my freezer for two months. So I unwrapped it today, and I would encourage you to taste it. I ate it. I ate a lot of cake while I was there. Um, we had 29 women, six teachers, and they had classes for 12 days. And these classes ranged from 8 o'clock in the morning until you had to make them leave at 5. So, I mean, they were just so excited because they were seeing that they may have a chance of making, and when I say make money, the shilling is 2,700 yen, or million, I went back to Uganda, Okinawa, 2,700 shilling to $1. So when you say 10,000 shillings, that's really not even but a couple bucks, and that's like a week's work. I mean, mostly they'll, they'll make a thousand shillings a day, is the average income for anyone, much less a woman. Um, one lady, she walked, and I told somebody three hours, but really it was three miles. But for me, that would be a long time to walk three miles, especially with a child. So this was every day that they would do this, and they would do it with great joy because they were excited because they knew that I was coming to bring some things. Um, but in my mind, it wasn't anything about me. I was there because God had sent me there, and to me it was just something so much bigger. And Michelle, my sweet friend, had made me this devotion because we were going to do devotion every morning with the girls. Um, and she knows how scatterbrained I can be, so she had everything written for me in case I lost my mind. Um, but needless to say, we get there and they speak English, but it's not a, um, they don't really understand the southern draw. And as fast as I can speak, they didn't get it, so we had to have an interpreter. So. The most that I could get out is God is all I need. God is number one. God is the creator. He created you. He created me. He, he created everything we see. He created Allah that they claim. And I didn't know this at the time, so I'm just big and bad talking about Allah. I guess that's how you say that. But, um, needless to say, they were... Um, several Muslim women in the group. Um, so for three days, that's the one thing that we talked about was creation. God is who he says he is. God is the one who will always be there. God is the one that has promises he will always keep. God's word is true. And so they heard this for three days in two different languages. So um, I know it got across whether or not I know that, like we talked about in Sunday school morning, the plant, the seed was thrown out. No, whether or not they accepted it or not. 
it was there.
So we prayed, and my prayer was that God was already working in his heart, and that he would just dig into God's word and let God reveal himself to him. And the saddest part to me was that he said, if I do this, my wife will leave me. And I said, why would she leave me? And he said, because she's Muslim, and they have four children. And I said, sir, you are the leader of your household, and God is working in your life. So I'm just going to pray more for you. And so I gave him my Facebook information. I said, you have any questions, contact me. Um, you can inbox me, whatever. I'll find you the answer if you start having questions. So we left it at that. He thanked me very much. And um, so like I said, we did give out the women their Bibles. And I had already been told earlier in the trip that if you're Muslim, more or less, if you give them an American Bible, they will either tear it up right in front of you or take it home and burn it because they want no part of it. So I was sitting with it. I knew that there were some Muslim women in there. So what should I do? Should, I don't want them throwing them at me. And so I said, you know what? These women back home, they pray for these women. I pray for these women. They're going to take these Bibles. And so we had Bibles. And we, I had little scripture cards. And so when I would give it to a Bible specialist, I knew it was a Muslim for sure. And some did make it very aware to me. I'm like, and God is going to work in your life. And you read this daily. So every one of those women accepted their Bibles. I don't know what happened to them, but I just praise God that they accepted them from me. So I thank all of you women. And if you did give a Bible, I had a picture made of the lady that did accept your Bible. So if you'll go by there, if you see her picture, just take it home and put it in the refrigerator and pray. And um, the last day, the women did wear some of their Muslim things. So I don't know if they were trying to tell me, hey, we're Muslim. But they had already accepted Bible, so... It was all good. So, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and show the video now because that's the part of it. Um, but there's lots of things. The women, they made the cake and they made bath um, sponges um, and beads. And they have now made over 200 sets of beads and 20 bracelets that they've sent back to the states for me to try to sell for them. Um, to send back to Uganda so that they can continue. So they were all in a bag, but they've gotten mixed up in the pennies, beads. So once the choir gets here next week, we're going to get that straight. I don't want to tell you not to buy beads from pennies because I definitely support that ministry, but save some to buy some for me because we want to get these sold. If you want to take some and sell them for us, I would appreciate it. So we want to get these women just to keep them going and. Um, Okay, so I'm going to, this is just some of the pictures from the women, and then we'll talk about the other children.
the the one, the baby on the back, the one, so she was like my friend. Okay, this was literally at the end of it, so that's just where I felt that I needed to start. Um, now we go back to the orphanages. Kenny's, when they came last year, they had 14 orphanages that they supplied food for. And this is three meals a day, $9 a month. much anywhere and getting a full meal. I know you can't go to Ocean Valley for nine dollars hardly or Harry's or Lakes is wherever. So nine dollars a month. Um, these are real children. They are these are children that are hungry. These are children that are sick. Um, I caught myself the other night there was I was at a restaurant and they had the TV zone and they had this little thing from Africa however much a month to support a child. I just was looking at it and I'd look away and then I'd look back and I'm like, you know, this is probably, I can never get, I will never be able to get you to honestly get what I saw because I caught myself, I don't know these kids on TV. They don't really, I see their hungry, their, their bones and it was just, it made me sad that I didn't have um, more more for those children. But I guess with these children I've touched and I've, I've cried with, I've prayed with. Um, so, like I said, I just want to really get that these, when you see this video, I mean, these are real and they're hurting. But I'm telling you, every orphanage we went to, and if I'd have didn't want to. It was hard for Matt to get these, and I do thank Matt for getting these together for me at last minute, but um, there were some video clips that I had of the children. Every time you go up to an orphanage, they meet you in the road, and they're singing and clapping and just so full of joy to see you come, because they know, first of all, you're bringing food. And I'm telling you, by the end, we're only there like three hours or so, but by the time it's, you're done and you kind of sat with a child or two, they start asking about what is that second thing that is there that you have, and they're wanting God's work. So I know last year when we came back, our big focus was the, to getting clean water and to send Bibles. They still need Bibles. And it was very sad for me, which I did take more Bibles, and I'm telling you, I took every little, um, little devotion magazine book that I could find at work and at home. I went digging and I took a whole box. So if somebody asked me for a Bible I didn't have it, I said, well, here, this has got some scripture in it, read this. And that helped me to know that I was giving them something. But I mean, these are children, they're teenagers, they're men, they're women that are wanting God's word. And I know that Bibles do get to Uganda, but these people don't have them. So I don't know what else to say except I know people in Uganda with no Bibles that we need to try to figure out a way to um, work something out to get them some Bibles or something with God's Word in it. Um, we did home visits, and that was when you would go to a home and you would take them a bag of rice and a bag of posho and some sugar. Um, these are homes that the people either too sick to come out or they're too old. And several of mine were older women that, um, I mean, the living conditions, it was literally a 
I'll say like an eight by eight mud, mud put. Um, there was, <coughs> it was over the top or either ten, so there was, you know, when the rains come, and there is a rainy season, and rainy seasons last like four months, so it's continuous rain. Um, but there was one lady that was a Muslim lady, and I was able to pray with her, and that, that was probably a highlight for me as far as the home visits go, because I knew that, I mean, she was close. I mean, if you lived past 55, you've lived a good life, but now after that, you're like really pushing it because that's the age expectancy minus 53, really. So to live to be 80 is a long life. So I'm just very thankful and honored that God used me in her last days to bring his word to her. So um, I don't know if she accepted it, but like in Sunday school this morning, we planted that seed. And when I say we, we, because like I said, I could not have gone unless she sent me. So there's a lot to do in Uganda. The water, the Bibles. Dalton, I don't know if y'all remember Dalton. He traveled with the choir two years ago, and he was the choir leader. He was the one that went and saved all of the money to build a baby home. That baby home is in pictures over there. He will have babies there within two months. And I pray that I get to go and rock some babies and take care of some babies in that home. Um, the high school is, not high school, the hospital is almost complete. And when I say almost, it was supposed to have already been done, but like we told you the last time, the plans got, it was supposed to be in, where they go? Where they use? Metric system over there. Well, it was not converted. So instead of paying $50,000 for a hospital, and it is a hospital room now because it has an operating room in it. So um, they've had to spend 150000 that God has provided. So um, that Moses was in the States this past week, and he told me that it should be opened in March with doctors in place. So we're excited about getting our sick children in, those, in that hospital. And um, then there's these children that, like I said, the secondary school, if you're in primary school, there's a lot of those schools that are paid that you don't have to pay for. Now, if you live in an orphanage, there are some fees. Um, and that's kind of sad because if you're an orphan, then the parent can't take care of you if there is a parent. But I am finding out there's more children. There are orphans with no, with no parents. But a lot of them do have parents that just can't, they can't take care of them. And they have rather, they know that this place right down the road will feed them every night, whereas this mom can't. And I get that, to know that. I know if I couldn't be Chase or Case, and I knew that you could, then I would want to go to you. I'll just be honest with you. Um, one of the biggest things that I wanted, I got very attached to a little choir member last year in the scene, and I have pretty much adopted him without signing papers. Um, but now we, we, one of my biggest things is I pray I get to meet his mom, because I knew he had a mom. Um, I didn't get to meet his mom, but we now, we did start talking, and we have a relationship. So if you've seen my comments on Facebook about finding a phone, it was for her. 
um, that she's been borrowed on a phone, and um, I finally did get one, so um, it's in Uganda now, so I pray that it's supposed to be in, well, I say that, it went with Moses when he went back, but of course his luggage got lost, so I told Jack, I said, hang tight, girl, it's coming, you will get your phone in God's time, so, um, anyway, I lost my kind of thought there. Okay, we we became close and we talk every day and um, I don't know, I'll have to come back to that. <laughs> um, anyway, there's there's things that I okay, I'll get back on another thing. When I came back from Uganda, I knew that we had developed this relationship and I wanted to help. So for three weekends in a row, I had the blessing to babysit. And I know that that came straight from God because without having that opportunity, I would have never been able to do what I did for these children. Um, and it was, it was hard three weekends in a row. After 10 or 14 days in Uganda and coming back to work, I mean, it was just hard, but I did it. And I was able to send enough money to pay for four months rent. And the kids are at home now on break. So I know that every day that they've been home and missing as a sister, they've had food. Amen. And they now have a bed that they didn't have. And one thing she asked me to send was a blanket, because they didn't even have blankets. Um, and I was able to do that with God's loving grace that he just laid on me. So I'm forever thankful for that. And they, Jackie, to know her story, is very sad. And when I met Nassim, it's like he's one of these children, you look in his eyes and it's like, oh, he's got a story. And I found out his story and it's very sad. Um, he literally was living with his dad, his dad. In Uganda, the dad wins. I mean, he's going to get the kids whether or not he wants them or not. Um, but he was remarried and Nassim had to sleep in the yard because his stepmother wouldn't allow him in the home. And one night, he took his sister and says, I know where mom's at. We're going. So these two children in the middle of the night traveled to find his mom and his mom went to, they begged, please don't make us go back to daddy. And so Jackie went and she said, okay. She said she got on her knees and she was, please let me have my children. They want to be with me, I need them. He says, you can have them, but I'm never going to give you another penny for them. I don't want to see them. They're yours. I'm done with them. And she said she got up and she said right then she goes, I will never bow down to another man, but I will bow down to my God because he has rescued me. He has given me back my children. And every day she gives God the glory for that. And it's a good feeling to know that I know this story and I got a message just before this tonight. Um, I had sent extra money because the kids had never been to the zoo. And I said, you pay all your bills. I said, but please save this amount and take the children to the zoo. Well, today they went to the zoo because Nyla's birthday is tomorrow and that was part of the birthday present, Christmas present. So um, I'm excited to talk to her tonight and find out how she, 
I'm anxious because she's probably got pictures on my phone right now that I can't see, but that's, they're waiting for me. Um, but I'm going to tell you, this is how one way is, and I'm almost done, that we can help. There's a lot that I learned in Uganda, but there's more that I've learned since I've been home. With this one family, Nassim has been in the choir. His school is paid until he, he stops going to school. He can go all the way through to the university. And Penny's Precocia, if you, if you toured with the choir, they will continue to pay for your education as long as you're in school. So, he is good. Now, Naira still has school fees. So, Deidre and I talked. Deidre and her sister and her mother have now sent money to tend to Naira's school fees. And I have sent money to tend to Jackie. Because the only reason that Nassim would not go to school is if something happened to his mom or if his mom needed him to get out and pedal to get food because the Ugandans are very close with their families. I mean, there's no, no give and take. Your family, you come first. And in my mind, this is one family at this particular time that have a chance. But then they sent me, you know, this, this is the advantage of, of having a relationship. These are all the letters that I just received from different children. Well, they're mostly from the same family, but there just happened to be one in there, and it's a child that just finished primary seven, and his mom doesn't have room or money to take him, send him to secondary school. So his only choice is he's going to have to go to a Muslim school. And I say that because there's all this money going to Uganda from the Muslim countries to support these schools. And so he gets to go to school free there. And in his letter he says, Mom, if you can help me, I promise I won't disappoint you. I have plans for my life, and I know God has plans for my life. He's been to a Christian school his entire seven years, but now there's the only thing he has an option that his mom can do is send him to this Muslim school. And he says, I do not want to study the Quran. That breaks my heart. And Jackie sends me a letter. Mom, Sherry, just please pray that we can figure this out. So y'all be in prayer that we can figure this out. Because this is just somebody that I know. That God has let me know. For no other reason to not just sit on it. I'm supposed to tell. This is a kid that does not want to go and study in religion, but at this point he has no choice. So let's just pray as a church about this. I don't know what else to say, except these, the people in Uganda, they still need God. Um, the same God that's in Uganda, you, you go to Uganda and it's like, oh, everything is so, you don't know what day it is, you don't know what time it is, you're on Ugandan time, and it's so good. There's no rushing on. And everything is so much clearer. But the thing is, is we serve the same God in Uganda as we do here. We're the ones that make it such a mess. So, one thing that I'm trying to realize is stop and take time. So I encourage you to stop and take time. And I'm going to say something, and I don't know, I'll probably get in trouble. And I don't get in trouble, but it's just my heart. I mean, I was looking at the bulletin this morning, y'all, and, and I surely don't know what your business meeting is. Not, no. Yeah, we, we 
gave $87,398 for our Beyond Measure building. Now, that's a commitment that I know this church has. And then we gave 4,000 for missions. We're sitting in a nice, nice building. Um, but y'all look at the classroom pictures over there of what the students are doing. Now, we can't help every country, but we can help some. And this is a calling that I know God has, God has put this on me. And if I just broke the law by saying that, I'm sorry. But that's just my heart. That we need to all just pray about your giving and how you give. And we, we are blessed. And that's one of the hardest things about going to Uganda and coming back is that transition. Because we are blessed. And I want to thank God for every single thing I have. That he has blessed us as a church, as a country. As just a mom myself, but it's hard for me to do that, to know what's, what I left behind. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And I've got one more video of just the children, and then I don't even have to get up and speak after that. But these children, they have heard the name of Jesus. But it's just like we invest in our own children. We, we are called to make disciples. That doesn't mean just to go and tell them and leave. To make a disciple, you need to disciple. You need to go back and invest um, in their lives. So I pray that I'm given the opportunity to go back and invest in these children's lives and in this country's life, in the lives of the people in this country. So I thank you for your time. Enjoy this video. And that's about it. <laughs>